your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I've got a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Give the guy next to you a knuckle bump. Tell him, I'm glad you're here. Come on, tell him, I'm glad you're here. Tell him, you really need this. Amen. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Uh, two weeks, two weeks from today, uh, you know, we got, and if we miss a graduate or something, talk to Shelby because we, we just want to bless you. And, and uh, we, got, we got graduates in the house that aren't here. You know, Stevens graduating, Beecher's graduating. There's other ones. And uh, uh, just, let's just remember for the, you know, to, to uh, really be thinking and praying for the people who are launching in their future. It's awesome. Uh, but in, in two weeks, Shelby and I are going to be in, in uh, Tulsa with Stephen as he graduates. And, and then he, he's going to graduate, and we're going to get in his car and drive as fast as we can for home. And uh, pray, pray for us. Uh, because usually when I drive a car, everybody in my family sleeps. Last time, last time we went to Tulsa, I, you know, it was several days of driving. And I got there with the most rested people on the face of the planet. And uh, uh, so, so, you know, think about that. Uh, but, but do me a favor. Two, two weeks from this weekend... Bringing in a friend and a great man of God. His name's Dwayne Wolf from the West Side. Uh, and he's, he's pastored his church 29, 30 years. He's a very powerful speaker. And what, what I want us to do, I, I, I'm asking you to help me out. Because, uh, you know, all the services this weekend, sun's shining and we got the Bloomsdale run. And we got, you know, well, something will come up that weekend too. And, uh, and I'm asking you to do me a favor in support of Shelby and I. If you take a couple of services that weekend and be in them. Because, uh, you know, a couple of my services this weekend, we came in and, and the, the body was pretty emaciated. And, and, and uh, you know, and I, I've lied. I've told him we're on fire. Okay. And, uh, uh, no, when, when I go over there and preach in, in, in their church, it's crazy. Because, man, I'll tell you what, you know, they, they, they act like we're, uh, you know, Benny Hinn or something. And, and, and when he gets here, and, and he's got some stuff man this guy's a gifted speaker and you're gonna you're gonna want to you're gonna want to receive from him bring your friends and get out here and 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 support your your house amen and the last thing you want is for me to come back and be embarrassed because i'm taking it out on you okay so hallelujah amen we got we got to get in the word how many of you love the word amen amen i got i got several titles for this weekend's message we're gonna we're, we're gonna call it because it's already printed and on the cd they're gonna call it the prophet and the prostitute. Yeah, it's got a good ring to it. You know, some of the titles that came up that we, we didn't use. The preacher's wife. Yeah. Well, we're taking a story from the Bible. You know, you're like, ooh, he said a, No, we're taking a story. My favorite, which Shelby would not allow me to use. I wanted to really bad, Glenn. I wanted to call it Hosea's Little Ho. <laughs> and, uh, and she wouldn't let me. But someday I'm going to go preach a camp meeting or something, and I, that's my title. Hallelujah. Uh, take the book of Hosea, and, and about 760 years before Jesus is born. Get the picture. Jeroboam II is on the throne in the northern kingdom of Israel. The, the kingdom split. You know, we know about prophets like Isaiah. Isaiah was in the south. Uh, the northern kingdom of Israel, his military exploits had extended Israel's borders farther than they had been since Solomon's kingdom. Tribute money was coming in from uh, subject nations, pouring into the treasury of the capital city of Samaria. The people of Israel were enjoying insane prosperity. 
And with that prosperity, as the case often is, came all kinds of moral and spiritual degeneration. Uh, materialism, secularism, it, it captured the hearts of the people. And, and, and the list, well, to me, it, think about this list, the list of, of sins. You know, swearing, lying, killing, stealing, adultery, drunkenness, perversion, perjury, deceit, oppression. That's just naming a few. It sounds like home. But the one sin that really that really broke the heart of God. And, and if you read the book, you know, uh, it, you know, it's Hosea chapter four, verse 12 and verse 13, Hosea chapter 13, verse two. You got all of this stuff and, and the real sin that broke the heart of God. Was the sin of idolatry. And God decides it's time to deal with it. And so he starts speaking to it because, you know, the golden calves that Jeroboam had set up about 150 years earlier, man, the floodgates open and all kinds of evils run rampant. And so God decides to speak to it and he sends a minor prophet by the name of Amos. Okay, Amos and Amos. He was a former herdsman. From Tekoa. And he prophesied with insane power and, and, you know, fire. People didn't respond. Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's kind of like having John Wayne show up to prophesy. How many of you remember John Wayne? Hold your hand up. Let me see it. Oh, come on. This is my crowd. Last night in one of the services, a bunch of 30-year-olds, John Wayne, and they're like, race car driver? You know. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh, who who can forget John Wayne? Yo, you know, uh, he, he walked like this. Well, you'd walk like this, too, if your jeans were made of true grit. Right? <laughs> Remember true grit? <laughs> Remember? OK, come on. Here's my crowd. Yeah, I, I said I said that to him last night. And they're like. OK. Nobody responds to him. So God raises up another minor prophet by the name of Hosea. And Hosea's name means salvation from the Lord. What a great name. And Hosea's got a ministry. And he's a preacher and he goes and people are attracted to him. He's got it going on. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh. There's some stuff about him. Just keep the forefront of your mind as I, as I dive into the story. But Hosea, if you read the book, you find out that Hosea talks to God. And God talks to Hosea a lot. God speaks to Hosea a lot. And can I just tell you today, God wants to talk to you. I get a little bit nervous around people who talk to God. I get really nervous around people who don't. God's directing my life. Really? You know, God wants to speak to you. Isaiah said, you'll hear a word behind me saying, this is the way, walk you in it when you turn to the left or the right. Jeremiah said, call me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. James said, if you lack wisdom, ask me, and I'll give it to you. You got, you got a relationship with a God who wants to speak to you. Who wants to give you direction, insight, revelation, understanding. Doesn't want you wandering around in the dark. See, Hosea was a lot like David 
in the, if you read Psalms 119 in the Amplified over and over and over again, it says, hear, receive, love, and obey your word. David said, I, I hear it. I don't just listen. There's a difference. I hear it. You know, in other words, I don't just come to listen to a message. No, I come looking for a nugget. It's going to carry me into my future. I know that God's getting ready to speak today. And, and, and there's going to be, a, oh, it might even just be one anointed phrase. It could just be that one phrase. But I'm going to, I'm going to hear it. You know, Mark 4.24 in the Amplified says, uh, be careful with what you hear because the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the, virtue, the level of virtue and power. Virtue is power and knowledge that's coming back to you. It said, you know, the level of thought and study you give. That's, that's what we're talking about when, when we're hearing God. We're, we're not talking about the, just the word of God. We're talking about a word from God. See, coming in and finding it and looking for it and, and God breathing in it and becoming a rhema. That's life-changing. That's life-changing. You know, getting ready for this. I, I, I actually got to think about it. And you know what, how, I, how I do is that, you know, when God starts stirring a message, I start talking to different people. And I, I would call my friends and say, hey, hey uh, you know anything about Gomer? And they say, uh, what did he do? Where was Gomer at? Yeah, I, I remember Gomer. I'm like, He's a, it's a chick, dude. And so I'd start running stuff by him and we start talking. And, and we're talking about receiving and hearing the word, and, and I realized that, you know, the guys that I listen to, the, the, you know, it, I, it's my honor to get to feed you, right? You, right? This is a, uh, to, to bring the word to you. It's not my job to feed you, by the way. I left my last church because I wasn't getting fed. Well, why are you so lazy? Well, he wasn't feeding me. Well, what are you? You know, two months? Three months? At some point, you feed yourself. Hello? It's the pastor's job to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Not to feed you. It's not your gym that you join, you paid your dues, and you go to. It's their job to provide you with equipment. It's your job to take supplements. Another message. So, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to, to get to set a table and share the word. But, you know, also, i got to eat. I feed myself. So I listen, I listen to, to people, and, and I draw from people. But you, you know what's, what I found interesting? That Well, it's not interesting that I do it. It's interesting that, as I talked, not very many other people did, you know, uh, that I talked to. But the, the fact is, uh, a few of us, we never listen to a message once. I, you know, I don't listen to it. You, you know, Monday, Monday nights, the ladies are going through uh, Extraordinary with John Bevere. Uh, Fridays you can come and, 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 you know, male, female, whatever, different times, uh, different time and go through it. We're taking the staff through it. I've seen it like seven times. And every, every time, every session, there's stuff in there that I had never got before. I mean, it's crazy. I've read the Bible over and over my whole life. But there are days when, when, when a word will just leap off the page. And go, my gosh, I can't believe I've never seen that. And I'll call Todd and tell him. You, you won't believe this. That's what he's talking about. I hear it. I receive it. And I, I love it. I guard it and protect it. Hosea's got this relationship with God. Because you've got to understand that when God's leading you, He leads you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He leads you into, into problems 
Ain't no way you could solve it. He puts you in situations you can't afford it. Why? Because he's going with you. It's like Psalms 118, verse 6 and 7 in Amplified. The Lord is on my side. Not on my team. He's on my side. He's with me. And Hosea built this great relationship. He's talking to God. About everything. And his ministry's booming, and, and, and there's anointing, and, and, there's, and, and, and people are attracted to it. But one night, one night's pretty special because it, there's reciprocation. Because <laughs> he, he's looking out there in the crowd, and he sees this gal. And dude, you know, he almost just closes in prayer. He, his mind, wow. He goes home that night and he says, God, did you see that pretty little number? <laughs> I love the ministry. God speaks to him and he says, you like her? I want you to get to know her. You what? He says, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I want you to get to know her. And I, 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 I want you to, to, to start picturing future with her in mind. He's like, no way. God's, yes way. It's impossible. And he said, not with me, it ain't. Because Hosea, he's a great guy. But he ain't that much of a looker. But this gal, she is hot. He's like, there's no way I'm going to get her. There's no, there's no way. God reminds him, with me, nothing is impossible. Knuckle bump God. <laughs> He's all excited. He starts pursuing relationship, you know, this opportunity to get with her, right? Just to get with her. Just to, just to talk. And so he starts figuring out where she might be, and he swings through there, hangs out a little bit, sees her on the other side of the room. <laughs> Acts like, he, you know, it's an accident. But his, every time he gets near her, his heart just... I know how he feels. I said a Bible study quite a few years ago at my dad's house. I'd come home and was playing guitar as they were worshiping, and this family decided that they were going to next week bring their daughter, and they came, and I was there, and they brought Shelby. I, I remember my mom come up to me after, after the Bible studies. My mom's all sly, you know. She comes up and says, uh, the Evans, they were here tonight. Yeah. They sure have a pretty daughter. And I said, do they have a daughter? <laughs> I knew they had a daughter because she had stared at me all night long. No, no, she did. I know she did because I watched her reflection in the sliding glass door. <laughs> And Hosea, man, he's just all, he's all jacked up. He's pumped up, you know, but, but he talks to God about everything and, and, and he spends time in the word and, and he's praying and, you know, just talking to God and God, if this is really the one, if this is the one, cause I ain't wasting my time on no dating thing. I'm only pursuing future. So if she's not the one God, you, you gotta, you gotta get me out of it. You gotta, you gotta leave me away. And, 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 and so in his daily Bible reading, he opens his book, Song of Solomon, chapter seven. Shapely and graceful, your sandaled feet and queenly your movement. Your limbs are lithe and elegant, the work of a master artist. 
<laughs> your body's a chalice wine field. Your skin is silken and tawny like a field of wheat touched by the breeze. Your breasts are like fawns, twins <laughs> of the gazelle. Your neck is carved ivory, curved and slender. This is the way you read the Bible, by the way. Your eyes are wells of light, deep with mystery, quintessential feminine. Your profile turns all heads, commanding attention. The feelings I get when I see high mountains, stirrings of desire, longings for the heights, they all remind me of you. I'm spoiled for anyone else. Your beauty within and without is absolute, dear love, close companion. Oh, you're a tall and supple like the palm tree. Your full breasts are like sweet clusters of dates. <laughs> I'm going to climb that tree. And God says, hold on, little man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to climb that tree. God says, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's your name? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what her name is. I'm so stupid. Well, you got to find out. I'll be back. And he runs out and finds her. He goes up to her. <laughs> Hi, fancy seeing you here. <gasps> He's got friends on the other side, you know. This, this is the what? This what? <laughs> Hi. Oh, am I preaching? Oh, yeah, and Jose is like, hey, my name. My name is Hosea. She goes, well, golly, my name's Gomer. <laughs> Gomer. Remember him? <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Okay, not that one. It's different Gomer. Gomer's not a real pretty name. No. Especially for Chick. It wasn't a good name then. It wasn't. She said, you know what? Uh, listen, just, just call me G. My, my friends call me G. Good friends call me Gigi. Tight friends call me Lady Gigi. And he's like, cool. And he leaves. And his friend's like, what are you doing? And he goes, man, my palms are sweating. My head was dizzy. I, my, my breathing was impaired. And they're like, dude, you need, you need to ask her out. Need to buy her lunch or something. So, he, so, he, so, you know, it's the same day he swings back by. Want to do lunch? <laughs> their eyelashes are like touching his. And they're standing three feet apart. You know, I mean, he's just, he's just you know, it's crazy. She, and he's, what's going on in his mind is, I can't believe how interested she is in me. I can't believe, I can't believe how interested she is in me. He said, wait here. And he goes in and he, and he tells his friends, she's interested in me. And they're like, go get back over there. So he goes over and he says, hey, you, do you just want to hang out? What do you want to do? And she says, well, how much money do you have? And he's like, what? Well, how much money do you have? What do you mean? I mean, on you right now. Because, you know, unless you want to go buy an ATM and get some cash. 
You know, what? Well, you, you know, okay. Hosea. I'm a prostitute. He goes, I'll, I'll be back. He goes, hey, God. Lady Gigi's got some stuff she ain't been telling you about. She's like lying to you or something. And what do you mean? She's the one. He says, I want you to marry her. Oh, wait, 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 wait up. I don't know if you know it, but God, she is a prostitute. God's like, yeah, and you're going to love her like I love my people. And he says, well, shut the front door. Because now I'm going to put it in you. You're going to love her like I love my people. And he goes down and he tells you, listen, I don't know much about this lifestyle. I don't know about, you know, all these people you're hanging with and all of the situation you got going here. But, but I want to take you away from all of this. I want, I want to make you my own. And she says, how much do you make? Because I'm making bank. I like, I like my life. I like it here. He's like, you got to be kidding. I'm going to take you away from all of this, and, you're, and I'm going to love you to the ends of the earth. He takes her away. They get married. He's jacked. Man, his preaching's gone to a new level. He's prophesying during the day and coming home at night. <laughs> I can't wait to get there. It's not very long till little bundle of joy arrives. And God says, way to go, little man. That's what God called him, little man. Way to go. Name him Jezreel. He's got his boy. Spending time with his boy. The picture of his future is he's so excited. But yet there's still something that he starts picking up on it because she starts not wanting to go to any of his meetings. She gets busy. Other things start popping up and they spend less and less time together. It's really starting to bother Hosea because, you know, he starts noticing that her schedule no longer really aligns with his. One day he says, you know what, we, we need a visit. He said, uh, uh, I, got, I got to sit you down because I've got this word from God. It's going to change your future. Man, it's going to be awesome. I, I need to say, Saturday night, I want to make you a dinner. I'll take care of everything. I just need you to show up and be here so I can share this with you. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be awesome. And I just want to love on you. I know you've been busy and the ministry's growing, but just meet me. And she says, okay, I'll be there. And 
Man, he, he's just all, all excited because he gets everything ready. And he's, got, he's got the goods, man. And he's got candles going and, and you know, Barry White's playing in the background. And she doesn't show. He blows the candles out. Decides to wait in the front room for her. Sits down in the chair, falls asleep really late. She slides in so dark she doesn't even notice him there. She slips into bed. He gets up the next morning and has to go off. He's got appointments. And, and, and when he gets home, he's going to talk to her, but she's gone. This goes on for a while. One day she swings by and she says, you know what? We really do need to talk. And he's thinking in his mind, okay, God spoke to her. She, she's going to come in and she's going she's to confess. She's going to admit it. And she sits him down and she says, Hosea, we're going to have another baby. And he goes to his calendar and starts counting backwards. because he's not, he's not too sure that that's even possible. And he says, God, she's pregnant. And God says, yeah, it's going to be a girl. Name her, no mercy, unloved. Why would I name her that? Because she'll never know the love of her true father. Hosea's crushed. He's broken. He's humiliated. He told the world that he's got a message that's going to change everything. And, and people are supposed to be believing in him and his own wife. Running around on him. His friends are starting to tell him, dude, I'm not certain you ought to hang with this chick. You probably need to figure out how to get out of this one. But he just, the love inside, he loving her like God loved his people. After the birth of that girl, he thought, well, maybe, maybe, this will, maybe this will just cause her to stay home. But nothing changed. And he'd say, listen, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, you know, meet me, meet me. We've got to get breakthrough. You know, we, we just need to sit down and focus on our future, man. And, and, and she promised she was coming. But that Wednesday, nope. She stood him up. Every time he believed her, too. Not a Saturday night. Come on. Come on, babe. She comes home one day and she says, Pregnant. He just walks into the other room. God, she's pregnant. And I know this one ain't mine. God said, It's a boy. Call him no kin of mine. Call him nobody. Now everybody knows. Well, no hiding. No more hiding. He begged her, we, we, Saturday night, won't, won't you just sit down with me so we can visit? Yeah, I'll be there. She's not. He gets up Sunday morning, she's gone. One day, I don't know if it's through a card or through a friend, but he gets a message. And she just comes out and tells him, you know what? I've finally found my true lover. He's going to buy me stuff, and he's getting me a car, and he's building me a house, and he's giving me money, and I'm leaving, and I ain't never coming back. Goes in, and he sits, sits in his chair, he gets the calendar off the wall, he's looking at all those dates, you know, because some of them he had, he had taken dates and 
put hearts around him, you know, because he had set that date and he was going to, he was going to, he was going to, you know, man, it's going to be awesome. Realizing how many times she had broken his heart. He gets up and he goes to the room and he knows he shouldn't, but he's a little irritated. So he brings out her stuff. You know, what is it? What is it that she traded to get instead of to have me? He's looking at his calendar. What that Saturday? You know, he's got he's got a shopping bag and her receipts because you know he's almost broke. He realizes that the Saturday that he wanted to meet with her, the reason she couldn't. One of her lovers was hockey. So she just spent a bunch of time at hockey. And he's sitting there thinking, I can't believe it. Man, I would have done anything, anything for her. But that lover disabused her. It's going through, you know, and he's looking at, what, what about that? What about that Saturday night oh, that the, the, we had that date? Oh, yeah. She'd gone out on the Harley. Her and some friends. When I got up Sunday, she wasn't here. What was that? Oh, she got pictures of that Sunday. Her fishing, eating fiddle faddle. guess that meant a lot to her. All those times he's thinking that I sat in the chair and wept. Because I was going to tell her something. It was going to change her future. It was going to give her something. It was going to change everything. She didn't make it. What about that? What about that book? You know, he had given her a book and it had scriptures and, and love stories that he'd written her. What about that? And I, I wonder, I, I wonder if, if, she, if she read her Bible. Doesn't look like it. I wonder if she had, you know, because uh, he said, you know, uh, the stuff I had written, her, I think if she had read it, it would have turned her heart. But she didn't bother. You know, no, there were times I wanted to be with her, but she had lawn work. You know, in relationship, let, let, let me just throw this out here, in relationship, you know, biblically. You know, I know some of the girls, they have a real problem with this, these scriptures. You know, the Bible says, wives, submit to your husbands. Which gives glory to God. Why do we have to do that? The Amplified, the Amplified really is really good. It says, wives, submit and adapt yourselves to your own husband, which gives glory to God. Why do we have to do that? Well, don't you understand we're all the bride of Christ? And as the bride, we adapt ourselves to him. You read the story all through the book, by the way. There's, there's no reference to how it was any pressure at all on Hosea. It's all on Gomer. To adapt to her husband. 
Christ is your husband. We adapt our lifestyle, our schedule to him, not the other way around. Two verses later, it says, husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself. And you get a picture of Jesus that died on the cross for us. All of these things. Well, you know, you're talking about uh, idolatry. I, I don't, you know, I enjoy hockey, but it's not my idol. No, hockey's not the idol. Harleys aren't the idol. Fishing's not the idol. Yard work's not the idol. You are the idol. I know what you're thinking. Well, if I was Hosea, his friends come by one day. His friends come by one day. And they say, dude, just wanted you to know. We want to tell you. We don't want you to hear it, you know, some other way. Just want to tell you. She, she finally hit bottom, man. This last lover kicked her to the curb. It's bad. She don't look good. She's tattered and torn and used up. Man, I'm not, we're not sure, but, you know, teeth are missing and a bunch of her hair has been pulled out. And it may, I mean, she's rough. You need to just let this one go. Dude, she's going on the auction block today. She's being sold into slavery. And Hosea says, uh, which auction block? And they're like, no, man, you don't understand. You need to move on. You just need to move on. We're not even sure she even knows your name. You just need to go. And he says, I said, which auction block? And they said, dude, look at what she did. She about wiped you out. I don't know that you can even afford her. What auction block? And Hosea, man, I, he's like, he didn't care if he had to sell everything he had. But you know what he did? He went down and he, he paid full price. And he bought her back. And he brought her to the house. And he said, from this moment forward, I will be your man and no other. And I will be to you the same. What an undying love. See, there's so many stories in there. You know, think about it. Forgiveness. Biblical forgiveness. Remember when Peter asked Jesus, Hey, if my brother offends me, he sins against me, how many times in one day do I have to forgive him? Like seven? And Jesus said, no, try 70 times seven. In other words, there's just no end to forgiveness that ought to flow in your life. But you know, you know what's awesome? If you can wrap your heart around this reality, is that biblical forgiveness never allows the offender to pay for the offense. But the one who's bringing restoration steps up and covers the price. That's what Jesus did when he gave himself for his bride. Well, if I forgive them, they're just going to do it again. Undying love. Insane forgiveness. Well, if I, if, if, if I were Hosea, let me tell you something. I don't know, I don't know if I, you know, you hurt me once and that's your fault. Hurt me twice, that's me. If I were Hosea, you're not Hosea. You're Gomer. 
I just kind of wonder sometimes, well, yeah, you're just a pastor. Look, you don't come here to worship me. We come to worship God. I wonder how many times God would have spoke to your heart, given you a future. Unfortunately, that was a hockey night. I wonder how many times he had it all set up. He set the table. He got it all ready for you. But you know, me and the friends. We're just riding together. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We got our vacations. You know, I probably should point out that your vacations and your Harley riding and your sporting events and all of that stuff, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But when you come to church 1.3 times a month and call yourself committed, you're cheating on God. Be careful, Pastor, I won't come back. I don't care. Because I'm not going to be the guy that stands in front of God and have him ask me, why didn't you tell them that they're breaking my heart? Because like Hosea, God would speak to him, and you know what he'd tell the people? Whatever God said. I'm telling you, it's your future. It's, the, it's not, not just tomorrow. It's generational. Well, you don't understand, man. Somebody's got to get that yard work done. Or, here's a good one. It's work. It's work. Work doesn't allow me. Work doesn't allow me to be here. Yeah. That's right. So what's the word you're building your life on? Jesus wept. We don't know the end of the story with Gomer. But I tell you, we get to write the end of the story with us. There's no record how it went. I'm just amazed, though, that a messed up family relationship is in the book. And that the theme of the story is undying love and a relentless forgiveness. Today, as you leave this place, I'm going to challenge you. How are you going to end this story? How many times does he have to buy you back? What's it going to take before you realize all the good stuff he provides? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, 
and being right. And all these other things. All of them. He said, I'm going to bring it to you. He said, are you chasing after it? I'll bring it to you. If you'll chase after me, instead of expecting me, God, to chase after you. If you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. And you won't be disappointed. Close your book. Bow your head. Father.